back to the Ox Unplugged, where there's no I in team, but there is an I in intern. I am Crispy Crowd. I am Mr. J. Whip. I am Halion. Today we are talking about henchmen. Those wonderful jumpsuit wearing, uh, MP40 carrying, uh, hard hat wearing people that make every criminal organization go around. Now, this is, you know, an enlightened age. Should we start calling them hench persons? Person of hench. <laughs> A hench being? <laughs> hench being. Hench being. I think we're start. We're adding more too many syllables at that point. Can can we just let's yeah, just right. let, can we just to, yeah. can we just say that at henchmen is a non-gender specific term or a henchy. Let me go get my henchy to solve this problem. I okay. mean, I'm, I'm I like henchy. Right. Henchy sounds we, really we, nice. Okay, we we are now establishing it. The ox unplug <laughs> um, has, is laying down and and establishing the fact that the new. Uh, 2023 politically correct term for a henchman or hench person is a henchy. Uh, that is the the non-gender <laughs> binary term that we will use for Will Ford. And if you're a robot, it's a crunchy henchy. I, I was about to ask, how does the term apply if you have robot henchmen? Like, hmm. Well, see, they're not. A, I don't think a robot would a hench hench henchy would get offended, would they? Uh they are. They they can be offended if they want to. I don't know we're five minutes in, and this is what we're talking about. <laughs> well, okay, now, now, now that's I'm serious. Now, now we, you brought up a good point. No, it's it's it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's just right? like they, they have already. So here we have, you know, uh, a robot. So you would have to think if it functions as an independent artificial life form, it's got some form of artificial intelligence. So it is choosing to make itself subservient to an inf a, a, an inferior uh, individual. So that's, ass that's assuming that humans are inferior to robots. Well, that's what it's, says, I steal, I steal from the bank. <laughs> it's it's still choosing to take a subservient role. So sure. let's just say that it that well, hey, it, we don't know that it doesn't have a four hundred one k. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta you know, you gotta take care of your henchies. You gotta give them little like exactly um, like like if, if, if you're gonna be a supervillain, you have to give dental. You have to give yes. these good dental. Right, that's a good question. Like, is that how the, you know you as a if a super super villain is that how you lure your your hench persons uh, from away from another rival? Is like you offer them better benefits and and a better and you know you match their four hundred one k you know based on you know how many banks you hit or whatever. I, I want to know Jeff how does Bezos? that work. I don't know. <laughs> you know, do do you have to do you try to come up with you know with a snappier you know ensemble as far as you know everybody wearing the same thing? Do you try to come up with a, a cooler outfit than what the other guys wear? All right. Well, well, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to like what makes a good henchman, but style is definitely one of the points for me. Like theoretically, let's say that you are a henchman. Um, mm -hmm. Would the uniform matter to you? Is that yes. an actual yeah. like, okay? Okay. Absolutely. Yes. If, if, if I'm going to be like stealing like national monuments and shit, like I want to look good while I'm doing it. I don't want some like, I, I don't want like a, a mascot costume from like a defunct football team to be what I'm wearing when I'm committing <laughs> crimes. Like I, yeah. I want there to be some style points to it. You yeah, know, I don't want to be wandering around in a leotard with a question mark on it and a domino. Well, mask. now we're just attacking the Riddler. 
No, 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 no. The Riddler has has style. Some of his costumes he wears the bowler hat and the suit, but his hench, henchmen generally tend to have like that that whole like you know dress you up vibe with the, with everybody looks the same. So yeah, yeah. Now I do think before we get too deep down this this well, I do would like to address a little bit of a of where, where we're clarifying what a henchman is. Um, now I know a lot of people didn't watch it or didn't appreciate it, but in the She Hulk television series, when she teams up with Daredevil, they are attacking a super villain. Uh, Lair, and she's talking, and uh, she says, talks about you know taking out the henchmen, and Daredevil corrects her, and he's like, "No, goons." She's like, "What? What's the difference? Goons and henchmen—they're the same." He's like, "No, no, no. Goons and henchmen are two completely different subgenres. Henchmen are true believers in the cause, whereas goons are only in it for the paycheck." Okay, so, so we're basically going with the evil genius route in terms of what makes a henchman, because a henchman and evil genius are supposed to be like characters like specific characters like henchmen would i uh, technically jaws from james bond would be a henchman or like any of the specific yes. like yes but then again we could get into the venture brothers route where the goons are henchmen see i want to hear more about this because i keep seeing this pop up in my feeds and i've never watched it but it looks like something i would like oh you would love venture brothers venture brothers oh, yeah. is great it's extremely stupid it's very fun. Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Like, yeah, that I, I, I love the one episode um where it's like two super villains are trying to um arch on Dr. Venture and their henchmen are just hanging out in the parking lot and they're just shooting the shit back and forth, smoking cigarettes. It's just like I was on crack cocaine and then the monarch found me and then I got off of crack cocaine. Monarch saved my life, man. Just like sit like that. <laughs> just, or the one guy's like, yeah, the plant closed down. It was out of this in the army. It's like, I want to see more stories of henchmen where it's like that, where it's just, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, it's a living. Yeah. Like, there's there's a famous, um, uh, it's a famous hench, hench person from, uh, let's just say henchman. I'm just, it's just simpler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from, uh, from Marvel Comics that was, is a, a, was an occasional friend slash sidekick, and I think at one time, even a roommate of, of Deadpool, um, Bob from Hydra. Oh, yes. That's, it, I, it, yes. He was just like a regular dude who just basically, like you said, it was this, you know, it's a living. It's, you know, it just kind of fell into this is what I'm doing. I'm working for, you know, Hell Hydra. And he's just a regular die. He just also happens to work for an organization trying to overthrow the world. Um you know, uh, hoops of us who have not worked for uh, big box retailers can't relate to that. I was um, about to say, it's like, how different is that from working <laughs> for Amazon? Uh, yes, and that's all we have to say about that. Um, but I, I think that's interesting that you think about, like, if, if you had that in the real world, what would that look like? You know, where does where does Cobra recruit all of its troops? <laughs> The, the Six Sigma, man. Six Sigma really gets people invested. Right? I mean, like, you have a large international terrorist organization. How are you recruiting all these people? Like, do you have a booth down at the job fairs? You know, do you, do you send a recruiter out to all the college you know, campuses? How does that work? 
you actually just reminded me, I remember seeing years ago, it was just like a short comic, but it was basically showing just that, where it's showing like all these people just in different humdrum lives, some of them just like dealing with shit, some of them just bored, some of them like desperate because of house situations, and basically they get recruited by Cobra over the internet, and they all just end up as like, like Cobra Troopers, you know, like from the, from the, um, the cartoon show where they're wearing the placabas and they've got the MP40s and everything, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like, for whatever reason, uh, whether it's because they want something more with life or because it pays the bills or whatever, you know? I would imagine you got a, a guy, he's like 22, 23 at this point. You know, he, he graduated high school, but he didn't, college wasn't for him. And so he was just kind of, you know, bouncing from dead end job to dead end job, was just kind of looking for something. And then he, he gets this, you know, spam email, like, you know, you want to travel the world, you want to make it, you know, want to feel like what you're doing makes a difference, you know, click here and, you know, and uh, yeah. it turns out it's a recruitment video for Cobra. So he goes, falls down, you know, get, goes through all the indoctrination and stuff and joins up and goes to training and, you know, learns how to do the Cobra salute and gets the uniform and, you know, cut forward, you know, 18 months later, he's, you know, in a foxhole with laser beams flying around and explosions and guys in tanks yelling, yo, Joe, on the other side. And he's just sitting there thinking, how the fuck did I end up here? I, 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 I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to live in my parents' basement anymore. No, he's sitting there thinking it's like beat student loans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ooh. like, well, I might die. I might die from a uh, laser blast to the head, but. God damn it, at least I won't pass on my student loans. It's like, I might get shot by one of the village people, but hey, man, I don't have to worry about that interest rate. <laughs> you know, I, I, all I'll say is this. It's like, if you're recruiting henchmen, like, I hope you do a psych exam because, you know, just because you're a villain doesn't mean, like, mental health isn't important. You know, think of all the shit that your henchmen have to see on a regular basis. Well, I mean, a certain, if you're recruiting henchmen, theoretically you're probably up to some heinous shit yourself so maybe a little bit of mental instability might actually be an asset oh, you, <laughs> mental instability and just like i don't know i i just feel like you know you're you're showing up and it's like oh according to this test you're a psychopath great <laughs> oops excellent you qualify for management oh, so it's, like, it's like a game of rim world then where it's just like it's like, oh, psychopath trait? Perfect. Yes. We need to turn more people into hats. R yeah. Get on in here. <laughs> so, so just I need to ask you, Mr. Mr. Jones, I just need to ask you a few questions. Um, it says down here, would you have a problem killing a man if asked? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, what are your feelings on torture? Love it. All right, good, good. Um, what about breaking the law? Never met one I didn't want to break. Awesome. You I, you know what? I think you just might be on the fast track. Just, yeah. <laughs> you're moving. You're going to move up in this company. Yeah, I see a bright future for you. <laughs> He's just dead-eyed staring. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like full metal jacket meets fucking, uh, I don't know. Office space. No, God. Oh, God. <laughs> or that would be. You know, it's funny, I bring that up, but, um, and, and I'm just pulling from different pieces of pop culture that I've consumed, but in the, uh, in the, H, uh, the HBO Max, or I guess it's just Max now, uh, cartoon show, Harley Quinn, the Legion of Doom uh. has 
a henchman pool. Like they just all hang out in the basement and Wait, like then you, you, they just like pick what sort of uniform they're gonna go on before no, they go out. No, 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 no. They're just they're working for the Legion of Doom as henchmen. So they're just like all down there pulling like you like you've just got like your standard rate that you're pulling, like you know, like it's almost like if you're working commission, we're like, if you don't sell anything, we're just gonna give you this little bit of stipend. But then if let's say uh, for instance, Bane wants to pull a big job, so he puts in a requisition. I need, I need six goons, and so, you know, you get called. You know, you your six get pulled, and you get called up. Now you're earning, you know, earning a take from the uh, from whatever this job is pulled, and that's kind of how how they they went about it. So you didn't consistently work for any same one. You were working for the Legion of Doom. You would essentially get rented out. It's it's it's, it's so it's like. I, it's almost like the Legion of Doom was using their basement as like a Home Depot parking lot. And they would just come by and be like, all right, we're pulling a bank job. I need six. It's like SAG, but for henchmen. Yeah, kind of like that. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> I just hope, look, all I'm saying, like, I just hope they have good benefits. Like, that's how you keep people on in a company. Like, yeah, yeah, you could like send some like open a trap door and send your henchman down to like a lava tube or something whatever the fuck just to keep them in line but it's like what keeps people around is like good businesses that take care of their employees and being a henchman is no different see you say that but i don't think that the long-term career um prospects of being a henchman are all that positive like you either i think you have a very short window to try to, you know, earn your bones and get out because you either die a henchman or you see yourself live to become a supervillain. I, I don't I don't think there's very many in-betweens. So so what you're saying is you didn't choose the hench life. The hench life chose you. Yeah. You just you just lucked into, you know, like, well, you know, how did you well, you know, uh, Mr. Scary Face, how, how did you become a supervillain? Well, let me tell you, Johnny. It was on my 30th mission that I realized everyone that I started with was dead, and it was just me. And that's when I went a little insane. You know, something, you know, Get think about it. it. You're the guys, you're the guys more often than not getting shot, getting batarangued, getting arrested, um, getting left behind. Um, you know, get, you know, the Joker gets mad and decides he's going to shoot you because he doesn't have somebody there to take it out on other than you. You know, I just don't think your average henchman is going to have a very long career. Yeah, probably not. So, so the idea is it's sort of death of a salesman where you just get insurance on yourself and you just go, I'm going to feed my family for three years now. Death oh. of a henchman. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, I, I see what you're saying here. So in other words, you're choosing the hench life out of desperation and saying, look, I may not survive, but I've got enough life insurance on me that if I go down and I die, at least my family's okay. Yes. Hmm. So that means a that's assuming pension. then that your insurance companies haven't built in an anti-henching uh, <laughs> henchman uh, clause. Henchman clause, <laughs> like you know, you cannot be you have you cannot have uh, employment uh, under it under uh, as a goon, henchman, hitman, assassin, oh. thug. See, okay, okay, it all wraps up together. It all wraps up. That is why you have costumes. So that way your identity is properly hidden away. 
Hmm. For insurance the, reasons. So when you die, that, no one... <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. But see, now you've got to hire a whole other service that comes in after the bath to clean it up and hide the fact that all these hench people were henching so that they can perform, so that they can uh, pull it over on the insurance company. Like they're going to come yeah, in, they're going to take the, they're going to take the, you the, pay the, your dues so that they like dispose of your corpse on, you know, if you die doing henchman shit. Okay. I, I it's, in all seriousness now, now I see, you know, now the, the hench, you know, the, the local henchman um, union, right? Uh, the, yeah. you know, the the local Hinchy six two six has has exactly. now they've hired a lobbyist to go to Washington to pass a national law that says that while employed as a if you die as a uh, under as a hench person while in employment they can't reveal that right like they're not allowed like yeah. that's 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 like like HIPAA or something like they can't reveal <laughs> that to the insurance company yes. That, yeah, so like they ha- they have to just report, you know, uh, Mr. Jones died as a result of a hunting accident. "Quote unquote hunting accident." Yes. Yeah, they've so got like a hunt- specific death where it's like they know, like when they're going through the paperwork, it's like ah. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So suddenly, the uh, the rates for life insurance skyrocket because oh, of yeah. all the hench people <laughs> that are dying left and right, and they're having to pay out. Let's be honest: insurance in a superhero world is already fucked. That is oh, it would be miserable to deal with. Yeah. Well, it's like every time you see like these superhero movies, how many cities just get leveled like it's Oh yeah, you you would have to have like all of your homeowners insurance would have you would have to take out a secondary like act of superhero or villainy uh you know insurance. Like you have to take out like separate flood and earthquake insurance. (laughs) You would have to take out a separate insurance just the covers like damage by insurance. Yeah. Absolutely. He, right next to Acts of God, it's Acts of Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Super, you know, super being, you know, act of super being, you know, there's a, well, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. I know, you know, you filed this claim because uh, your house got demolished during, you know, with the latest attack by, you know, the, uh, by uh, Bizarro and Superman having a fight. However, Unfortunately, Bizarro actually froze your house with his super uh, breath before it got punched down. That technically doesn't qualify under that. That's actually, since it was frozen, that's actually an act of, of uh, that's a weather event. And I'm sorry, that's not covered under this particular policy. So I'm sorry. Yes, you're going to have to pay out your actual deductible. Oh, and, and that sounds horrible. So, okay, then we have the other problem of claiming that someone is a superhero like they've got super intelligence that's why they could set this thing up that's why they, they set off this, this person who set off this bomb actually they're a superhero because they're super intelligent see look they've got an iq of 120 yeah and, and, and based leaders. on their on their reason yeah based on their reasoning what they did was for a good reason yes they killed seven million people but they did it to save seven billion people so technically that makes them a hero and hero is another clause. That is a different hero so, clause. <laughs> hero is that like a bonus then? Is that yes? No, no, no. Your policy, Mr. I'm sorry, Mr. Smith. Your policy covers destruction by super villain. In fact, it was uh, Aquaman's body slamming into your home after being sh- after being hit by uh, by Black Manta. Uh, therefore, it was actually the superhero who damaged your. Uh, your home that's not covered under your policy 
Good day, sir. <laughs> Sounds mm. horrible. I've often thought in superhero comics, and, and I want to say that they did this in one, that you would have like this, you know how you've got like surf pro that goes around, like if you've had a fire or a flood or something yeah. that comes in and cleans your, I would think that you would have some sort of business that exists just to come around and put shit, clean shit up after a superhero fight. Yeah. They have to also have like a standardized like checklist to be like, okay, is there radiation? We need to check everything. Here's this one box that's going to be able to tell us if there's magic spells that happen, if there's radiation, if there's like an inherent fire into the world and you're just like, Nope, 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 no infections, none of this, none of this. Yeah. Okay, it's just a regular fire. Yeah, it's just That's a checklist. Oh yeah. yeah, do we have any so MacGuffins? So it's clean up detail. <laughs> yeah, are there any magic items left over? No. Is there any unusual goo or goo goop or viscous fluids? No. All right, let's see here. Do we have any? Do we have any super blood or DNA that's around that could cause a problem? No, we got somebody on that. No, absolutely. Okay, I, I, we've 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 inevitably steered away from our topic, but I love this. I love the way the idea that we're going down. The yeah. boring part of superheroes is the fun part to me, and that's not really played into that much because that's oh, not. I, I oh agree. no, that's yeah no. I, I think the boring parts are the more interesting things. I agree. There you is know, a superhero like... setting that I do enjoy, um, which is oh shoot, I forgot the name of it. Basically, um, the apocalypse happened for just the superheroes so they all left and you are playing oh. as like regular people raiding superman's like uh oh, fortress, of, fortress solitude. of solitude and being like hey look there's super soldier drugs in here jam them in nice and you just go oh, around fun. yeah now do you know the, the, sorry, for- the rpg is base raiders base raiders okay yes now speaking of uh fortress of solitude <laughs> In comics, it is canon that Superman has a key. There is a there is a doormat in front of the main door wow. <laughs> to the Fortress of Solitude, and he has a key, a regular like sized key under that doormat. That's how he gets in and out. The secret or the reason why it's safe is that key is made of a hyper compressed dwarf star. What? So it, it's so dense and heavy that only a super-powered individual could possibly pick it up. What? hmm I don't understand superheroes. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> or you now, could just look at it and be like, okay, this is the keying of this key. Bonk. <laughs> and just using that. I think it's just a funny gag, personally. Yeah. Prob- but, I, that's what I'm assuming. Now... You bring up a good point, though, when you talk about bases and fortresses. So if you're a hench person, this means a lot of travel. You know, this means like going to bases, hidden bases on the dark side of the moon, all sorts of island volcano layers, you know, deep down in the molten core of the earth. You know, a a giant uh, base that can sink down and rise up out of the swamp, shit like that. Like, you're going to have a lot of travel and commute. You're going to be away from your loved ones quite a bit. Yeah. like the idea of um of when whenever they need like an influx of people because superman's coming in to punch them uh they do need more <laughs> in order to like give the superhero enough like stature is they get temporary henchies and so they just get like yeah 5000 people on buses and they're like there we go now we're full oh my up God. <laughs> 
so they, so they just collect all the, so they like call up a temp service and like look yes. we need 5k just just cannon fodder just send them yes. in doesn't matter who yep we're, they will not get hurt we promise this yeah we're paying them we need... we're pay, yeah we're paying them the union rate yep but we do just need more people to look better for when batman shows up <laughs> we need background actors <laughs> yeah basically we need extras we just need extras. We just need to look. We need to look real impressive. We exactly. need to flesh the army out. Oh God! What what would it be like? You know, like you always see the supervillain lairs, right? Where they've got their, their their throne room or their trophy room or their you know their old observation room or their whatever the giant MacGuffin fucking death ray room is. But where do all the henchmen live? Are they just like like down in the bowels, like in like a three rack bunk beds thing, like just for miles with no privacy? You know, sixty people sharing one bathroom. You know how how does that work? I mean, they kind of have that evil genius. They have to be temporary. Like they that can't that has to be their workplace, right? They have to have like right. Unless they're like doing like they're doing shifts like a submarine. Um, work. Just right. going back to Venture Brothers. Right. So they so like like you know, oh, it's time for Alpha Shift. You know, the Alpha Shift. They all come and they punch in, click. You know, they punch in, swipe their card. You know, put their name badge on. I'm Biff. I'm Bill. I'm Bob. You know, that because bees apparently are what this particular supervillain goes with. Um, it's Doctor B. Yeah, it's it's a Doctor B. Professor B. Um. <laughs> So they so so you get the alpha shift and then they get off. You know, most of them make it back, and then you have the the, the beta shift and they come on. The beta shift. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god I'm gonna become it. a supervillain. <laughs> you know, I I don't care if no one ever hears this episode. It was worth it for that. <laughs> oh. Oh, and then you have like the, the night shift. Nobody likes the night shift. Nobody, Nobody wants to work the uh, night shift. That's where they put all the, you know, the the ones that don't get along with everyone else, the weirdos, the really weirdos of the hench people, they all have to work the night shift. The weirdos when we're talking about henchmen. Oh god. <laughs> yes, the weirdos of the like these are the outcast oh. of the outcast. Imagine okay, so let's say you're working for Penguin and you want to start working for Joker. Like are you just like quietly like submitting an application on the side and just being like, what sort of fun clown makeup would I like to wear? Do you put like, it in two weeks? Like... <laughs> no, no, no. You, you call your buddy. Yeah, you you call your buddy over there. I imagine it happens one of two ways. You know, you you you, you text your buddy. You know, working for the Joker, and be like, hey man, um, you know, I I I heard you. You know, things didn't go well with that. Uh, you know that that liquor store thing y'all did the other day. Y'all got any openings? You know, oh, yeah. I, I heard people, good dental. Yeah, I heard if you know if people got picked up. You know, I, I might be willing to. You know, I might be interested if you got any openings. Or like maybe if you're a super villain and you're serious about you know retention and and attracting the best talent. You know, do you just hire like a really kick ass rec- uh, headhunter? Like there's a super oh. villain he- a hench person headhunter that's just going around recruiting the best henchmen around. See, I, see, I'm just thinking of like, do do supervillains use Six Sigma, or is that too evil even for them? Like, oh uh, no, that's no, it, no, yeah. You you misunderstand how Six Sigma works. See, Six Sigma uh, is. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, I I think. Welcome to the I, Six Sigma cast. 
I look at at supervillains and their henchmen kind of the way I think it works in a very similar vein along the lines of what in the Dark Knight where he's trying to recruit uh, guys from a rival gang and he's just like you know we're a small organization but we're growing and we've got room for ex- expansion but we've only got one position and he just throws these oh, two yeah. guys sharpened sticks and he's like you know good luck <laughs> we're gonna have tryouts yeah but think about it. That, that, I want to see that comic. I want to see the the headhunter, the supervillain uh, headhunter who's going around, who goes around working for all the supervillains, trying to to poach and find the best hench person talent. Right. So you basically just described the G man from Half Life, like. Well, having never played Half Life, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Oh, God. That that hurts to hear, but that's that's a other conversation. <laughs> I, I I only half played some Half Life. You're half. So you're only quarter well, life then. Yeah. How am I? Oh my god! I I feel like that would be something up your alley, but that probably. Get, that's a, that's a whole, yeah. 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 That gives me an idea for another episode. The video games that made us. I think we've definitely talked about that. That's definitely going to be one of the list for me. But yeah. Anywho. Anyway, we're. We're getting distracted from our distraction. Actually, um, <laughs> while we are on the subject of Half-Life, I will say that um, Black Mesa does look like, like it'd be an awesome place to work at. And if you're a henchman, that'd be like an interesting place to work. Because, I mean, technically they do some villainous shit there with like super science. But, you know, when you're going through the facility on the tram, it looks nice. There's like, you know, they got like restaurants, <laughs> they've got laundromats, they've got all sorts of stuff there for you know, the minions working at Black Mesa. It's well yeah. lit. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that being it's said... It's well lit before the Residence Cascade, like... Yeah. I mean, for me personally, if I had to choose somewhere to be a henchman, um, you know, again, I, this is kind of more of my generation thing. I don't think Cobra would be a bad deal. I mean, I, I mean, think about it. I get to travel the world. I get to see lots of different stuff pilot or ride and and shoot some really awesome weapons and vehicles and say what you want but most of the cobra uniforms are pretty fucking snappy right oh, like, I, I, I would, they, cobra's got some good shit when it comes to right uniforms. like i would get to look pretty awesome you know and and let's be honest it's gi joe nobody ever gets killed everyone yeah, exactly. always miraculously survives yeah. so it's not like i'm gonna die you know maybe i get sent to guantanamo whatever you know but it, it's 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 I could think of if you're going to be a hinge person, I could think of worse places to be. Yeah, definitely a lot worse places to be. I mean, you, geez, um, there's there's so many places. I will say this: being a stormtrooper probably wouldn't be the worst gig, aside from being like horrifically racist. Like they're day to day. Well, because like they don't. I imagine there's a lot of them, and if you just go in I, some like wherever place, you're just sitting there chilling, getting bored. Well, you have to walk around. It's in godly uncomfortable armor that's, uh, that, that you cannot see out of. You cannot hear well out of, uh, which is another reason why they can't shoot for shit. And okay. you're mostly just standing around. Like, you're not allowed to take your helmet off. If yeah, you're on duty, fair. the helmet has to be on. Yeah, I right? changed my answer. I It's not crafted to you like the combine from Half-Life. I... 
think that being a cultist probably would be more interesting. It would be more fun, at least. Crispy, are you trying to backdoor this into a Half-Life episode? No, <laughs> shut up. That's front door. Mm. But yeah, cultists are life, okay. <laughs> cultists are fun. You get to it's only a night shift, and then during the day you get to just go do whatever. See, I feel like yeah. that depends on the cult, you know. Um I'm like, thinking I would want to be like a chaos cultist, you know. I don't know, I bet they get good food. Yes, the flesh of the non believers. <laughs> If it's spiced well, I guess. Come join the. Come join our cult. We've got cookies. Like okay, if I'm thinking Lovecraftian, like witchcraft sort of cult, where it's like super secret, you don't talk about it, and then you just maybe get some powers, or maybe you don't. Even and then you Delta Green, yeah, Yeah, exactly. You get a nice Delta Green cult. Mm, So you're just like describing like the Elks Club. Like you, you, you show up a couple of times a week. You say you, you hang out. You have a few drinks. You say some incantations, and then you go home and you go about yeah. your life. Uh, don't forget a very fun meal. Like you, mm. then someone says you're eating part of me, and you you all nod and you just keep eating. Okay, hey, if if they've got a an open bar, I'll, I'll fucking sign up. Like. Yeah, I think oh. that is the oh. big, yeah, they absolutely have, okay. have nice okay. wine. Open bar? If that's <laughs> if you're talking open bar and and that and that is your your selling point for recruiting for hench people, I would have been a henchman <laughs> a long time ago. It, it makes sense cuz like for for some of the places people work it's like, "Where do they work here?" And then you see it's like we have an open bar. It's like, "Ah, okay. Are you guys hiring?" <laughs> <laughs> would you like booze or weed here you go don't fall over don't fall into the <laughs> mysterious pit that's why they, that's why the henchmen are so inept in the scenes because they're baked <laughs> off their asses see i see i think there's two levels there's the ones that they there's like the the hench management and then the regular ones the hench management are the ones that are like yeah no no just we just we just ply everybody else with booze and drugs and those are the cannon farm. Those are the ones that we yeah. let, you know, those are the ones we send out for Batman and Robin to arrest. It's the rest of us that are actually doing the work. They just, they're just the distraction. <laughs> the skill like, Yeah. Oh, golly so you, gee, I was supposed to keep James Bond from getting out of his cell, but I took a tab of acid like an hour ago and the bars are snakes now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have like the annoyed like maintenance guy crundling up all crusty and just bitching at everyone fixing it perfectly and then leaving oh you know the janitors and those super villain bases get paid the best money <laughs> oh it's, well see that's the thing be. because they're cleaning up the messes but they also like are walking around picking up like just like stacks of money and sh- and jewels and shit that just got like dropped and left behind <laughs> right like they, secretly they all get out and like they leave work and they, you know, take off their coveralls and put on their their regular civilian clothes and they walk out and they climb into a Bentley and drive home. So, also, they just are just um, every single air vent. They're just putting a vacuum on it and being like, just filtering it, being like, "Hey, look, some more gems! Hell yeah!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's just like shit falling all over the place. Yeah. Well, see, I'm just thinking it's like when you look at all these like supervillain lairs, they're all so nice, clean, and they look really good. 
Like they're they pay their janitors so well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, (laughs) like oh, we had to clean up like twenty gallons of orangutan blood from the other day, but it's you know. Oh yeah, they they pay the janit. Yeah, you absolutely pay the janitorial uh, staff very, very well because they they're they're the true they're the true villain they're the true (laughs) heroes here, right? You know, they're the ones that really do the the all the heavy lifting. Like, if I was James Bond and I came across a janitor and a supervillain later, I would just let the guy go. It's like, no, no, he's he's doing good work here. It's like... Yeah, I wouldn't do anything to him either. Like, they don't pay me enough to deal with messes. Like, he's getting paid plenty. Actually, I'd be like, hey, are you guys hiring? <laughs> God, now I just want to play Viscera cleanup detail. <laughs> uh, so, here's a question. And I thought of this today. And... I I need a judgment call, and you are two of the people that I think I could ask this to and get, have my this question taken seriously. Okay, go for it. Farts. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is great. No, this is this is serious, guys. This okay. is like you know, it's, it is on topic. Oh, we're anything, but we're we're totally serious. Yeah, I will try. Do the Oompa Loompas count as henchmen? Yes. Ooh, yeah, yes. yeah. They they are technically slaves. No, but they... <laughs> no. they could leave if are they want. They? Oh, they he can. Didn't, he, okay. uh, Willy Wonka saved them, and in, in gratitude, they chose to come work for him. That sounds uh, like an awfully convenient excuse for Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah. Also, it also depends on your opinion of Willy Wonka. Is he up to nefarious and bad? Because if he isn't, are do they qualify as henchmen? He's definitely not up to health and safety in his factory yeah. considering how many kids get into horrible accidents. Okay, that just means that he has enough money to keep Osho away. <laughs> oh, wow. Could you imagine Osha is walking around and there's just Oompa Loompas singing in a corner, just like practicing it, everything yeah, <laughs> all like, the time. Like, I think if an OSHA inspector actually walked into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, his head would explode before he left the lobby. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would, uh, he'd have a lot of questions. Same if like one went to the Death Star. It's like, where are all the fucking handrails? You got no handrails. I see no other. No, there's no. There's no actual PPE anybody's using. You know. What do you mean? You just, just threw your boss down a bottomless shaft? Why is yeah, there no I, any sort of safety net over that? There's no safety. Net. I don't see the. I don't see the very first uh, warning sign about uh, you know having to about lasers and eye protection. God. Yes, it's just proof that yeah, OSHA they, does not exist in Star Wars. I oh, God, it does not. Okay, so I'm curious now. If you guys were super villains, what would your henchmen wear? You know, hmm. I was thinking that, like, what what what's a good henchman uh, uniform? The, and, the proper, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. God, that is such a tough pick for me because I've got so <laughs> many answers depending on this, depending on what kind of villain I am. That really depends on my answer. You know, um, to what? me, it's easy. Ninja. You cannot go wrong with that's a ninja. A, that, that's yeah. a solid choice. That's a yeah. solid choice. That's good. Yeah, I, I'm feeling happy. I mean, I for me, I know it's technically not the way I would go. Because I think I would I think I would have all of my guys 
if I hired a bunch of henchmen, I think I'd just have them all look like the misfits, the band. Um, you know, just like Ooh. just like like punks with like leather and weird like weird hair and shit. Oh, so um, you're going the Mad Max route with it then? Yeah, kinda, kinda. But but what's weird is even though I, that's what I would choose if I'm thinking about it, the first thing that popped in my head, as dumb as it is, is a clockwork orange. That would be a fun answer, honestly. Like, you know, just all of them wearing these, like, weird jumpsuits with, like, you know, like, little strappy things on, on the outside and bowler hats just for reasons. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's just a a JRPG villain, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not enough belt buckles. Yeah. Are you kidding me? All right. If you're going to do belt buckles and patches, you're going back to all comic books of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going the two thousand. Let's get two thousand AD with it. Why not? Like, and they're all wearing leather with belt buckles and studs everywhere. I'm just happy I managed to win with ninjas. Yeah, God. I was thinking about I, it. Think, I was like, no, still good. If, if I'm thinking of my answer here, God, there's like part of me wants to do like some kind of like cobra style uniform or something where it's just like they're like goon stormtrooper look because that's pretty fun. I also like the idea of doing the, uh, you know, the tr- the traditional jumpsuit with a hard hat and, you know, knee-high boots, because could be classy with it. But, oh man, there's so many choices. What would be a good trashy goon outfit then? Trashy goon outfit. Yeah, Ooh. like we oh. there's always the classy ones, but then you have like the jokers where it's just sort of kind of weird, but everyone goes with it. I I do like the idea where it's like they've got like a mascot costume on, but you know, they're at, it's like they're wearing a gas mask and they've got like a tactical harness over it just to get really weird with it. So so it's five Five Nights at Freddy's, just as Five Nights at Freddy's meets Rainbow Six. Yes, hmm. <laughs> I've always liked how the uh, in certain certain iterations iterations that's the word um the jokers goons were all mimes really mimes, mimes. that's not yeah. my answer i thought he was always i thought it was pure clown i didn't know it was anything else well a mime in certain circles uh. a mime is considered a type of clown but think about it you just got like 20 guys behind you all dressed like mimes and nobody's talking but they just come up and beat the shit out of you <laughs> That, okay. That's just a round of Space Station 13 where it's clown ops. Like, that's just a bunch of clowns good. walking down the hallway with machine guns. Like, yeah, but it, but it's, yeah, but yeah, but the, but none of the guns make noise. You just hear them shake. You just see them shaking. Like, you don't see the guns. You just see their arms shaking. But bullet, and you don't hear anything. But bullet holes appear in your body anyway. Oh my god, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I um. I don't know. I I definitely want to do some kind of like fun gas mask armor type deal for my henchmen. Just like some Wolfenstein looking shit. Ooh. Maybe give him Tesla coils too, because why not? Kind of like Wolfenstein meets the Kriegers. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Maybe not. Yeah. Get real fun with it. But if if I'm going for a more of a meme answer, I kind of like my idea of like mascot costumes with like AK-47s and shit. Yeah, I do think that like military goons aren't aren't nearly as fun. 
like just like military ops, like special ops looking people. Oh, not yeah. You gotta you gotta spice it up to a little bit more. Oh, I I just thought of a funny answer: ice cream men. <laughs> what? Just like in a, an ice cream. Uh, like, oh, yeah, like, 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 like tasty-looking dudes, and they're in an ice cream van, but it's like they've got like rocket yeah. launchers and shit. Yeah, yeah, they all get out, and they're all dressed in a white suit, white tie, little white paper hat, right? Very smartly dressed, yeah. very like they step straight out of the fifties, like they even look like they're in black and white. And then they pull out, you know, this heinous military hardware and just like start wrecking shit. It's like, why do these guys all have MG forty twos? That's that's not just bad. Some, that's not just bad. some kind of machine gun. Yeah, that that'd be a fun one. Or oh, even more Mimi answer. Uh, dudes in hot dog costumes. What? <laughs> right? Everybody wearing right? a hot dog costume. Yeah, like a hot dog yeah. suit. You know. Oh, if, wait till you meet my dogs of doom. But when they get shot, they have to shoot out ketchup. Yeah, they've got it a bunch of ketchup. That's part yeah, of the you uniform. don't know. It's like... it's, it might be ketchup, sure. Yeah, we got ketchup squibs. It's sriracha sauce. <laughs> or wait, no, they're no. queso filled, so it's queso. Mm. <laughs> See, those would be the perfect goons to work for the 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 F list Batman villain condiment king. I don't know if that's a joke or not. No, that's a real Batman. There's legitimately rogue. His name is Condiment King. He dresses in a uniform. There he shoots con. He has condiment guns that he shoots his all the different condiments out of. Yeah. Oh, he's a complete joke. Yes. Okay. Batman confuses me. <laughs> yeah, there, there's always just weird villains when it comes to superheroes, as it is. So, so, question, gentlemen. What is your favorite? Henchman. Ooh, I've been thinking of this. Um, I don't know question. any. I don't know any named henchmen. That's my problem. Okay, that's fine. Like it doesn't have to be silly or funny. Like my answer is not in anywhere remotely funny or silly. It's not even from comic books. Oh yeah. My your favorite. favorite henchman? My favorite henchman is from the television show House of Cards. And that is Doug Stamper, who plays the main character, the main villain slash main character of House of Cards is, of course, um, Francis Underwood, played by Kevin Spacey. Well, his his right hand man, his chief of staff is this guy named Doug Stamper, who is a true believer. Whatever Frank, whatever Frank wants, Doug will do. Want me to kill a person? Doug does it. Want me to cover up someone getting killed? Doug handles it. Want me to intimidate someone? Doug does it. Want me to dig up dirt on people that are actually loyal and good people? Doug will do it. Whatever he needs, Doug is there to handle it. Make it happen. Uh, does this person that potentially has information on me but has like completely run away and is trying to hide out and let not let anybody happen to find them, uh, do they are they still out there in the world? And is that a potential threat to me? And oh, by the way, Doug, are you actually in love with this person? Doesn't matter. Still going to hunt him down and kill him and bury him in the desert. Yeah, spoilers. Um, he he oh, is no. a cold-hearted, broken, but yet just incapable of not doing everything he's done to do. He is a he is that good dog that will do what he's told 
up until the point where he becomes a liability and potentially has to be put down. Um, he up. is a he is a scary scary man. Um, but that that head is my favorite hench person um, in in every sense of the word. Doug Stamper from House of Cards. I I have found mine. Igor. I love the Igor like stereotype of like the the mad scientist like lab assistant. Mm-hmm. He's just like yep. constantly going around doing things. Is helpful. Is creepy. Does everything that you want a good hench person to do. I like Igor from Young Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it's like um, you know, his his hump keeps moving around. Yeah. You know. I, I have two I have two in mind. Um, one is the more based answer. One is a bit more of a niche answer. Uh, the answer is I like Henchman Twenty One from Venture Brothers because I I think that that's like a, just like a great take on what a henchman is. Like him and well Twenty Four and Twenty One, but then Twenty Four explodes in like a car bomb. But that's a whole other thing. Um, the other one that I have in mind is a very specific henchman from. Batman the Animated Series, and I posted Ooh. a clip of it to the chat chat for it. Essentially, he's a guy who's already been punched in the face by Batman, and he walks into a room where Batman is in there, sees Batman, just walks out the door and closes it, and the other huh? guy's like, do you see anything? And he's like, nope. <laughs> nice. It's like, yep, I've been through this before, bought that t-shirt, not doing it again. Yeah, he's like, no. And this is a, I don't get paid enough to deal with this shit. It's like, that Bat- is the perfect henchman. Batman the Animated Series had some really good henchmen. Oh, we could do an entire podcast on just the animated series alone. It was so great. Yeah. You know, the character of Harley Quinn started out as just a one shot hench, hench girl. Yep. Like, she showed up in one episode as just like a, a female hench person with just a little bit of personality for the Joker. And it caught the imagination of the fans and the writers, and so they p- kept putting her in, and, and now it's a you know internationally recognized character. Yeah. Are there? Uh, can this you think of thing. any other like hinge people that kind of rose from obscurity to become a, a major player? Oh, jeez, um, not off the top of my head. No, I mean she's the best example. I would say. Um, I'm sure there's more. We're just not. I'm sure there are too, but I'm honestly just drawing a blank right now. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say Henchman 21 again because, like, he started out as just like a background character, him and 24, just kind of like being like the two kind of henchmen goons of the monarch and the Venture Brothers, just kind of showing what that was like. But he ends up becoming like his whole character and goes through his own arc and just all this stuff, you know? Okay. I've got one. Uh, everybody's familiar with G.I. Joe as far as the cartoon and the toys, but there was a kind very of. successful, mar- well, that's before, way before you, either of your time, um, but there was a very successful Marvel comic book series that went on for a long time, and it did not exactly follow the cartoons or, you know, what have you, and there was a an arc where one of the Crimson Guard, which was like the elite Cobra Troopers um, ended up killing Cobra Commander and and assuming his identity, taking his place. I want to say his name was like 
I want to say his name was Gary. I, I want to say his name was Gary. I could be wrong. Um, oh, really? Yeah, but he ended up taking Cobra Commander's place because remember, Cobra Commander, he always wore a mask. He always had a helmet on. You never know what he mm-hmm. looked like underneath. So for like a good like two years in the comics, he had assumed leadership of Cobra and nobody was really the wiser, some suspicions, but nobody knew until it turns out he actually, he actually hadn't, hadn't actually killed Cobra Commander. He had grievously wounded him, but he survived, and Cobra Commander ended up, you know, blah, blah, blah. He yeah, comes he back. He, he comes back around and ended up, you know, taking back over. Um, but that's another instance I can imagine, remember, of, a, of a, essentially a henchman rising up to, to you know, greater heights. Unfortunately, I don't know enough comic book lore history stuff to be in any use. It doesn't have to be comic yeah. books. It could be it could be just about anything. Yeah. But I mean, it, book- this is less of like a villain henchman and more of just like a henchman for a corporation. And yes, I'm going back to Half Life with this, but Barney Calhoun, um, he ended up as his own character, and he started out as. Um, if you've played the original Half-Life, there's the beginning of the level where you're going through on the train. You see a security guard just knocking on the door trying to get in. And you end up playing as him in one of the expansions, and he ends up kind of just becoming into his own as his own character. Which I think that that's another good example of just a henchman kind of getting their own uh, arc with things. So, I think, long story short, what we're saying is, it's hard out there for a hench. And it's not an easy life, but it's one that some people fall into, and they're never truly appreciated for what they bring. Yeah, henchman. Like any good intern. (laughs) Everyone loves a good henchman. That's the thing. That's the the actual important thing. Everyone does want them. Yeah, I mean, show me one major baddie who doesn't have an army of or at least a, a a close-knit you know group of people who are doing the groundwork or doing the who are you know doing the the work behind the scenes the heavy lifting so that they can do the the big thing the flashy the upfront stuff you know let's 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 you know let's all raise our glass to the un <laughs> to the to the henchmen out there the unsung guy the ones that are doing the work behind the scenes the first ones to go to jail usually the first one shot batarained you know lasso of truth what have you um but that that never get the appreciation you know here's here's one for the henchmen yeah at least lasso of truth you don't get like maimed i will say that much it's we just don't sort of... know that for certain <laughs> well, now, to be fair, in one of the latest comics, um, the uh, Wonder Woman had to face the fact that uh, she's going to outlive all the people that she cares about, that she is, you know, essentially a child of uh, flawed gods, and in acceptance of this... She realizes she creates a new superpower of her lasso of truth, and it can now form barbs. So the lasso of truth now can have is can now huh. look like barbed wire. Well, that's metal. Okay, uh, literally. That's a new one. I I didn't know that. <laughs> Anybody got any final thoughts on henchmen? Um, 
I still think that they are comparable to interns. <laughs> Only interns generally don't get paid. Henchmen theoretically are at least getting paid something. Yeah. All right then. This has been the Ox Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Well, there's an hour I'm never getting back. <laughs> <laughs>